from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang. How about today? Thursday, October 20th, 2022. Quite the week we've had, and it's not getting any slower. Not at all. In fact, we've got a lot to talk about today. And yesterday, I kind of prefaced the show by talking about um, Secretary Mayorkas' speech in Singapore around cyber warfare and China and Russia, Iran, and North Korea. Well, today, we're going to take a deep dive into a few of those cases because there are some follow-up articles to that to kind of reinforce what I'm talking about. We'll also look at CISA's 2023 budget. Why? Why does it matter? Because looking at their priorities, their priorities are going to be what's going to be driving some of our board members as practitioners or some of our leaders to ask us questions, how they look at securities, how it's going to come back. Remember, any you know, most leaders in business will look at government for some sort of guidance. Why? I don't know. That's just kind of been how we're programmed to do it, and that's how they do it. So we'll be talking about that as well and the Microsoft data breach. So we're going to get into all that here in just a moment. But before we do, grab your cup of coffee, whatever you're drinking this morning, your Celsius your tea, if that's your thing, my double espresso coffee cup cheers. All right, let's get into what's going on with Microsoft confirming a data breach, but claims that the numbers are exaggerated. Microsoft has confirmed that it inadvertently exposed information related to, a perspe- to prospective customers, but claims the company which reported the incident had exaggerated the numbers. SOC Radar revealed on Wednesday that it, that it identified Many misconfigured uh, cloud storage systems, including six large buckets that stored information associated with 150,000 companies across 123 countries. These buckets, which were dubbed "blue bleed," I should add like a like a, like a, like some sort of stuff, uh, like some sort of background noise, like to that every time someone gives a new name to an APT or something like "blue bleed." included a misconfigured Azure blob storage instance allegedly containing information on more than 65,000 entities in 111 countries as one of the most significant B2B leaks ever. SOC Raider said that they exposed the data belonging to Microsoft to total 2.4 terabytes of files collected between 2017 and 2022. The exposed information allegedly includes over 335,000 emails, 133,000 projects, and 548,000 users, the company said. The leak included a proof of execution and statement of work documents, user information, product orders, offers, project details, and personnel information. Microsoft confirmed on Wednesday that a misconfigured uh, endpoint exposed the data, which the company said was related to business transaction data corresponding to interaction between Microsoft and prospective customers. The tech giant said they quickly addressed it, um, and they've also thanked SOC Radar for it, but they're not happy with the blog post, claiming they've exaggerated the scope of the issue and numbers involved. Now that's up for interpretation, Microsoft. Either those numbers are large because you're not disputing. You're saying like they're exaggerating the scope and numbers. So what? what's your retort to this argument? There isn't one. So we're just going to go with what SOC Radar showed. And that's that. A new TSA directive aims to enhance railway security because, you know, America relies on rail. <laughs> The new security directive is part of the White House efforts to strengthen critical infrastructure cyber. How about we focus on power, water, instead of rail? But yeah, the requirement outlined in the directive is aimed at passenger and freight railroad carriers designated by the TSA. The goal is to help operators further enhance cyber preparedness and resilience 
requiring them to take steps to prevent disruption and infrastructure degradation. There are four major tasks that need to be completed by railway uh, operators, includes developing network segmentation policies and controls to ensure OT and IT are separated and obviously safe from compromise. Another is access controls to prevent unauthorized access to critical systems and ensure that these critical systems are covered by continuous monitoring and detection policies and procedures. They also need to ensure OSs, applications, drivers, and firmware running on critical systems are always up to date and patched. So you've just taken the top CIS, like top seven. Um, and TSA is overseeing this, folks. So there's that. The new, there's a new study that's outlining the agency's most relevant programs and contracts for CISA. This is coming from Research and Markets. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of paid-for thing, but this Yahoo Finance did a good write-up on this, and the link's in the show notes. You guys can catch it. So uh, the, the 2023 budget for CISA, which is part of DHS, is, is out, um, and there's uh, key topics that are covered. Uh, what, what's, what's increasingly difficult to grow, the strategic imperative, the impact of the three top three strategic imperatives on CISA and, and the growth opportunities that fueling the growth pipeline engine. So they're talking about research on top of the programs here. You can tell um, operational support, spending analysis, defense and non-defense allocation. But the three growth uh, opportunities for CISA uh, for the next fiscal year is AI-powered integrated cybersecurity systems, virtual on-demand training, and remote access platforms. That's what they're looking at. That's CISA's budget, folks. We'll go international, talk a little bit about cyber warfare, where Iran is using a new version of furball Android malware to spy on its own citizens. The people of Iran continue to protest, continue to bravely stand against the tyrannical regime of Islamic clerists who want to control the people and the population with a prehistoric ideology. And it's very fascinating for me to not see more Iranian flags on people's profiles supporting the people of Iran as they fight for something as basic as not wearing a hijab and not getting beat to death by the decency police. So Domestic Kitten, who's a new mobile campaign that's masquerading as a translation app, is actually a variant of the Android malware known as Furball. It's targeting Iranian descendants and residents um, and is being used by Iran as a way to control um, and uh, to check out its current uh, um, rioters and protesters, I should say freedom fighters as well. You could give them that name. They're targeting uh, the application through Iranian blog sites, Telegram channel, and SMS messages. Um, the latest iteration of the campaign, which was uncovered by ESET, involves the app operating under the guise of the translation service, the app is delivered via a fake website mimicking a legitimate site that provides articles and book translated from English to Persian. Um, they're keeping this under the radar in one way or another, doing spear phishing campaigns as they're targeting specific people in, in, in a mission to get more information on the population and the people who are uh, leading the protest there. And Chinese hackers are targeting online casinos with a game player framework malware. The APT, a group of Chinese origin codenamed DICF, has been linked to a string of attacks aimed at online casinos in Southeast Asia for years. A Russian cybersecurity company Kaspersky said the activities align with another set of intrusions attributed to the gambling puppet and DRB controls citing tactical and targeting similarities as well as the abuse of secure messaging clients. 
Possibly there's a mix of espionage and IP theft here, but the true motivation remains a mystery. Not so much. Chinese people love to gamble. You've ever been to Macau, you see it. So chances are what's going on here is they're just trying to identify whether these uh, just what these casinos are doing with the money and who's really behind it all. So uh, you can read more about this in the show notes, folks. That's it for our show today. We'll be back with a whole lot more on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.